0: So you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. To be honest, I recorded an episode for you last week and then I was like, it's just not good enough. I don't want to waste your time. So I have been, uh, exhausted. If I'm being honest, I way overdid my travel schedule. I did, uh, three week long trips in six weeks. And I was in three different countries for those trips. And I was like, that's going to be fine. It's no big deal. And I was slightly wrong. <laughs> We've all done that. I've been like, I can totally handle it. Oh fuck. I did not handle that well. So, Um, I haven't had the desire to make things or to write and that's really alarming for me because that's like my bread and butter that's what I do. So this morning I woke up and I had the desire to write and it was like Christmas morning and if you are not Christian then just imagine like a morning in which you wake up and you know that amazing things are going to happen and you feel so delighted that life is happening, and there are things to look forward to, and the sun is shining. Um, That's what Christmas morning feels like, regardless. So it was really exciting to wake up and to want to write for the first time in a long time. And by long time, I mean a couple of weeks, which is a very long time for me. So I wanted to talk about what happens when you don't have that feeling, and how to bring back that feeling. And then let's start with my Black Friday feels, which are In the United States, and this is very United States-centric, there is this understanding that Thursday, we will all pause for Thanksgiving. And in between, on Wednesday, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday, every other day of the week around Thanksgiving is just for shopping. And it's understood that as a business owner, you are providing the deals, right? So on Wednesday, there's like the pre-Black Friday, and then there's Black Friday, which is all the best deals, or it used to be. But now there's also Small Business Saturday, which is for small businesses. There's Cyber Monday, which is for purchasing online. And now there's Giving Tuesday, which is for making purchases that also give back in some way. My question is, first, why isn't Giving Tuesday the first thing we do instead of the last thing we do after we've blown all of our money? But second, um, you do not have to participate in these things. You do not have to buy anything. You do not have to p- create promo codes for people. You are not required to do these things. I know that's counterintuitive, but if it makes you feel pressured or weird, for me it feels like I'm contributing to the noise. Um, I don't, I don't want to give you promo codes and reasons to purchase right now because the wheels of capitalism are churning and you must take part. Um, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel aligned with who I am. It feels very forced. Uh, What you can do is take all the deals that you would normally be buying, or for things you would normally be buying, and then use the rest of it as an excuse to unsubscribe, because you will be getting an email from every person who has ever gotten your email, ever. And so just consciously... Does this person still resonate with me? Do I still want to hear from this person? And then unsubscribe like a motherfucker. It's a really great time to unsubscribe because you get, you hear from everyone. So use it as a chance to delete, unsubscribe, and to make some space. Speaking of, I want to talk about silence, stillness, and space. Um, This came up when uh, Nick MacArthur and I were doing ballsy and someone asked about what I think is really missing in life, in the world, in modern society. And here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that I've spent a bunch of months in uh, developing nations, Um, a bunch of time in Kenya, some time in India, um, months and months. And we look at them and we say, my God, they're so poor. They're so... they don't have anything. And the truth is that material possessions-wise they don't have as much as we do. That is true. And I don't want to idealize anything that happens in developing nations that is, you, they don't have access to clean water or anything like that. But once we get past those basics, we have clean water, um, we have just the, the access to the basics of, of healthcare and of being employed and of public transportation and all of those sorts of like basic levels. What they do have that we are sorely lacking, at least here in the United States, is silence and stillness and space. So when we look at, oh my God, how can these people possibly be happy? All they have is X. They have silence. They have stillness. They have space. They know themselves inside and out. They are not afraid to be with their thoughts One of my favorite things about being in Kenya for an extended period of time was that when the adults had finished their work in the afternoon, first off, there was a point at which they had finished their work. And secondly, when they had finished their work, all of the adults would lie down in the yard and joke with each other and drink tea and watch the clouds go by. That, like, it brings, you can hear the tears, like, that doesn't exist in the United States, if you lie down with adults to stare at the clouds, that means that you are A mentally ill, B really drunk, C really high, or D taking part in some sort of hippie ritual that you have planned weeks and weeks in advance. That's not something that just happens because we don't give any sort of credence, relevance, or sort of sacred title to these things but they are so important so as the world physically gets louder as your inbox gets more full as all of life presses in on you saying do more buy more be more don't stop don't stop don't stop this is the time to say no this is when i deserve silence i deserve stillness and i deserve space even if you're not using that space to do anything other than watch the clouds that can be a sacred and holy act in and of itself, regardless of your religion or your beliefs, regardless. We, as humans, we need to be connected. We need to be social. We need to have our basic needs met at some level. And we also need silence, stillness, and space to know ourselves and to be at peace with the world around us. So some part of having a phone, having access to the internet, having this constant inbox that just fills and fills and fills and fills with deals and steals and, and just bids for your attention. What we give up in that is we lose silence and stillness and space. So how can you make silence, make stillness and make space? And I'm not talking about you need to dedicate four hours to having a silent, what, uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is how can you get the bare minimum of those three things so that you can reclaim your own identity, your own soul, and your own deepest feelings, especially the uncomfortable ones, because those are the ones we avoid and then we keep avoiding and then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And we're like, why am I suddenly so miserable despite everything that's going on around me being okay? It's because you just you just lost that like inner thread back to yourself. So I just want to make the argument that those things are important. That is why you did not get a Black Friday email from me, or a Small Business Saturday email from me, or a, like, I just want to make the argument that these things are far more important. And the thing about space that you will find again and again is that you say you don't have space, you, which is just anytime you say you're busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. First, busy is a choice. The, there, there's no PTA police that shows up and makes you sign up for the meetings. So in, at some level, busy is a choice. And you can say no to invitations as often as you would like about anything you would like. And secondly, often we opt into things thinking that we have to when really we have far more power than we realize, particularly with regards to what we say no to and what we allow into our lives. So two quick stories to illustrate that because they're funny and they're better than me just lecturing, right? First, uh, I was talking with Bear at breakfast the other day and he talked about if you would go to a circus now, which I've never actually been to a circus, and you observe the elephants, you might find that some of them are tied to the big top with jump ropes. And you're like, but how, but but jump ropes aren't nearly strong enough to hold an elephant. How has that happened? And it's because from the time the elephants are small, they are tied to the, to the big top with jump ropes. And so for the first few weeks, months, they push against this and they're small enough that they are not stronger than the jump rope and they learn and they stop trying to get away and break the jump rope. So you have these multi-ton animals being held by something so small and they believe that they are held fast. So they are. So where can you in your life, where can you notice like, oh, that's, that's a jump rope. I decided a long time ago that I had to have Thanksgiving with my family, or I had to respond to my mom's text messages within three minutes, or I had to let my clients have access to me 24 hours a day, even if I'm sleeping. Those are all elephants with jump ropes. You do not have to honor those the minute that you figure out that that's a jump rope and it's actually not healthy to be doing it that way, that you are meant to be running around like a maniac. You're not meant to be tied to the big top. The second story is um, that Nick, who I talked about, MacArthur, and Anna, um, have made me the godmother of one of their children, Lenny, Lennon. Um, and she, they she lived, lives in a room. <laughs> Let me start again. She shares a room with her baby brother and they're both very small and they have not yet figured out that they have the ability to open the door on their room every morning. So instead of, so only adults can work the door. That's, that's their sincere belief. So in the morning when they wake up every morning, they yell, mommy, daddy, I awake they just yell, I awake, I awake, I awake, until someone with the magical ability to come and open the door arrives, and then they are free to go. And that sounds silly and cute, and like, oh, three-year-olds, they're so adorable. But some part of us, we've put ourselves in all sorts of boxes all over the place, and then... We go, like, I awake! Like, why doesn't anyone hear me yelling, I awake in my room? Why doesn't someone come and open the door? And the truth is, we can open all the doors all the time. So anywhere that you're like, I have to do this, I have to do that, be careful of I have to. It's usually a room with an unlocked door. And then I need to or I must be careful of that as well. And then I should. I should is always always a room that you're allowed to leave. So I felt incredible pressure like I should send a Black Friday email. Oh, you feel how terrible that is in my voice? Like I should. Oh. I didn't because I I should is a room that I can free myself from. I actually had to type out to bear permission to not care about Black Friday given to myself. Period. I sent it and that was that. Like you're allowed to give yourself permission to get out of these rooms, to free yourself from these jump ropes that are tying you to places, and to create silence, to create stillness, and create space. You're allowed to stare at the clouds when your work is done. You're allowed to say your work is done. You're allowed to unsubscribe from anything that doesn't make you feel absolutely fucking fantastic. You're allowed to seek out flow, to seek out the places where time gets wibbly or weird or you lose time, which is another word for flow, and you're allowed to connect to the thread of your own inner voice. Because ultimately, all the Black Friday ideals in the world cannot and will not lead you back to your own inner voice, your inner knowing, and the parts of you that live in the world that know best. Because when you're connected to the parts of you that know best, you're a better human, and you bring all of us up a notch with the way that you operate in the world. So may you, as you go about This busy-ass week full of deals, steals, bargains, promo codes, and discounts. May you know the power of reclaiming your own silence, your own stillness, and your own space. May you seek flow. May you know what it is to dip your toes in the waters of time and have them be completely lost. To be both here and now, and in the future, and in the past, where time doesn't exist. May you again experience the deepest and most meaningful connection to yourself and to other humans. And may you do it all with more joy than I can possibly imagine, and that you could possibly imagine either. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week.